Well, we sure are. You know, it's really been quite a stretch in Philadelphia sports. I mean, when you consider some of the down years, heck, some of the down decades we've had around here, this feels pretty darn good, man. And um, I think the Eagles have a tremendous chance to win the the championship, the Super Bowl. And honestly, I I expect that they will. I really do. I don't take it for granted. I will say, and we've had a couple callers now calling in and say, there's no way the Eagles are going to lose to San Francisco. I'm just going to tell you, I I don't think like that. And I wouldn't think that anybody should think like that. But, you know, you're entitled. Think however you want to think. I'm just telling you, there is a way the Eagles could lose to San Francisco. But I don't expect it to happen. I really, really don't. Jared Cameron, John Ritchie, let's get to, uh, of course, how it sounded the other day, to the calls in a moment. But first, because it's always a great thing, Eagles win, and we give you on a Monday morning a Merrill montage, the best of the best of the plays and how it sounded with Merrill and Mike at the microphone. Well, they sure did. And again, seventh time now in 22 years, which is incredible. I mean, I, you know, I was born in 1978, and I was too young to experience the 80 Eagles thing, just too young. Um, but I saw the, you know, the Buddy years and the Rich Cotite years and the, and the, and the Ray Rhodes years, you know, full, you know, all through, and and there was no title game appearances there. It just there just wasn't. And I remember when the Eagles in '01 won that game on the road, and I'm sure there's a lot of people my generation that'll remember this when they beat the Bears in '01. It's like, oh my God, the Eagles are going to the NFC Championship game, and of course, then they you know then played a very competitive game against the Rams. But my point is that it felt so unusual then because it hadn't happened in so long. And yet, you know, this organization, and John, major credit to Jeffrey Lurie because he took over in the mid-'90s, took him some time to find his way, but from the moment they hired Andy Reid and, and drafted Donovan McNabb and got Jim Johnson in here as the defensive coordinator and all, all that represented that era, um, with a couple of exceptions with, with about three – or four down years. It's been a strong organization, man. I mean, one that generally I just expect much more often than not will make the playoffs and gives you a legitimate – I mean, think of it this way. I'll say this. The Flyers for about 40 years were clearly the best organization in Philadelphia. I mean, James, you know it. Oh, yeah. Ed Snyder. And it shows you how important leadership is and ownership is because Ed Snyder had the Flyers on the right path for a long time, and and the town has become – a town where you just know the Eagles are the best run group. Uh, Jeffrey Lurie is, yes, uh, at the top of that list. Ownership, uh, I always felt, as a player when I got here, I was amazed at, it just felt like Jeffrey was going to do whatever he needed to do to give the coaches the the best chance to, to win, to give the players the best chance to win. And he's not one of those stick-his-nose-in-everything kind of guys, even though we have learned that there's a little bit more of that than, than what we initially thought under Andy Reid. He has managed this magnificently. And we are, I, I don't know, what other, what other organizations can really hold a candle well, here's to Well, so here's done. who you compare him to. You compare him to the Pittsburgh Steelers. You compare them to the Patriots. Well, you compare you them to the, the Chiefs. I mean, the, the Eagles are amongst that group of since you know. one. The stat was going on yesterday. Since one, uh, the Patriots are the only team that's been to more championship games than the Eagles. Sure, I mean it makes sense. In all of football. Yeah, I mean they're they're amongst they're amongst the best. They really are. To the phones we go. Basir, Bashir is with us right now. Hi, Bashir. Yeah, good morning. How you guys doing, man? Super. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I just want to say to you, Joe, are you done doubting every everybody? Are you done? 
Am I done doubting people? Yes. I'll doubt you. That that guy that guy Joe was the smoothest guy, <laughs> calmest guy on Friday, saying he wasn't gonna lose while you over there just work. Look, I mean, the Eagles are are looking awesome. I, I you know, I, I think a lot of people are having a hard time separating um, my perception of a healthy Hurts and a not healthy Hurts. My my doubt last week, and I thought the Eagles would win the game, but the doubt I expressed about Hurts' capabilities for the Saturday game was purely rooted in in whether he'd be physically capable of giving them the full go, which he obviously was, but I didn't know that until we saw it. Now, also, just to get to one more point, I'm surprised nobody said this. On the 21st of September, I mean, um, I'm sorry, of uh, January, mm-hmm. five years ago, didn't we beat the Vikings 38-7 in the NFC Championship game? Five years to the day. And nobody seemed to mention that. And, uh, uh, a lot of people just, mentioned that. Just also getting to my uh, 49ers point, yeah. I think this game is going to be, if it's going to come down to who can win in the trenches, we have the best offensive line against their best defensive line. Now, Nick, now both is going to have, I mean, um, his opportunities. I feel like he's going to get, he's going to get sometimes past Malato, but I feel like Jalen under that pressure is going to be able to make the right pass or make the right decision. Well, to wind up. yeah, it's interesting, Bashir. You said something and appreciate the call. I actually think there's a strong chance, John, this game will not come down Sunday to who wins in the trenches. That sounds weird because normally who wins in the trenches wins the game. Here's what I mean by that. Jalen Hurts will be able to make plays in the face of pressure that Brock Purdy can't make. I think Jalen Hurts will win the Eagles the game because there will be plays where San Francisco wins the battle in the trenches in certain given plays, but Jalen will be able to scoot around enough, scoot outside. He'll be able to do stuff Mm. that Brock Purdy can't do. That's the way I look at this. Sure. Uh, Well, that's, that's true. And Brock Purdy's never seen anything like he's about to see. Like no, he hasn't. This amount of pressure. Exactly correct. Face. To Drew in Westchester. Drew, you're on WIP. Peter and Maple Shade can kiss my ass. The New York Giants can kiss my ass. E-A-G-L-E-S. Evil. Well done, Drew. Boom. Um, got a couple of moments I wanted to shout out about yeah. the game, but uh, and you can tell my voice is struggling, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm gonna get through. Uh, Joe, I, actually, I saw you walking out of the pregame show the other night. I tried to get your attention to say hi. Oh, you, sorry. You were, you, oh, good man. You were motoring through that crowd. You were more shifty than Daniel Jones and Saquon. I was like, ba- I was like Barry Sanders, man. I was trying, I was trying to make sure I got home for kickoff. Yeah, you were. Yeah, you were a man on it. You were a man on a mission. <laughs> yes. um, so the two uh, two shout outs I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to give uh, the first was to uh, my man, Devontae Smith, second favorite player on the team. You know, about uh, five minutes before kickoff, my nerves really started to set in. And that second play, he caught that bomb from Jalen. And I kind of stood up in my seat. I'm like, 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 we're locked in. We're ready to go. And then the, uh, the other moment I just wanted to acknowledge was I feel like, and sometimes it's justifiably so, but I feel like we criticize you know, Gannon a lot sometimes because we think he just lines guys up and they get the pressure. But on the Giants' first possession where they were moving a little bit, the Eagles did a beautiful stunt on fourth down, and Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham just absolutely wrecked that play with the way they did the pass rush there. See, Drew, let me, that, you're like, giving Gannon credit. Over. And, Drew, he's been doing that this year, he being Gannon. I, the, the Gannon hate was so unfair. 
It was so ridiculous. I hope we have some people coming to the table and announcing. And I thought that was a great that was a great stunt, Drew. Up again, that was a great job by him. We do that a, a ton. A those ton. ET stunts and I've done, and done it all year. Reddick was wonderful on that play. I mean, he owned the center, looped all you know all the way inside and ran right through the center to wrap up uh, Daniel Jones and cause the the throwaway. I don't know if he was credited for a sack. Or I a think half a they sack technically is this the one where it looked initially like it was an incompletion and then yeah they yeah I think they called that a sack if I remember right. No, and to be and to be clear, guys, I'm not a I'm not a Gannon hater. I think there's certain things he does that can be frustrating, but I think I think he's good at his job. I just wanted to note that I thought that play in particular sure. at that moment was particularly well done. All right, man. Well, listen, it, it was, and, and he's done a great job all year. Now, here's the deal: a lot of people haven't thought so. Sirianni, after the game, obviously wanted to address it. I mean, he really, really, really went out of his way to address it. Because uh, he was looking at Elliot, who, of course, works here at WIP. And, and Elliot asked the question. Yeah, El- exactly. Elliot asked the question. And um, let's listen to the audio. I mean, I I, I was – I thought it was, like, kind of cool that Sirianni's sticking up for his defensive coordinator who's been much maligned unfairly. I mean, it's beyond absurd how unfairly maligned Jonathan Gannon's been. Just ridiculous. Here's Sirianni at the podium after the game. What do you think of the defense? man. Would they score seven? Big time. Jonathan Gannon puts these guys in great positions. Obviously, we have great players. And, you know, sometimes I have to I have to hear, like, some things about Jonathan Gannon. Like, and it, I don't know if it's you guys. It might be more uh, other people. Um, I, I won't say names. Angelo, right? Uh, but this guy is an unbelievable coordinator. The, the fact that he doesn't get respect from our radio station blows my mind. It blows my mind. And I know you work at the radio station, too, so I'm not even going to say anything about you. But, like, it blows my mind. This guy is an incredible coordinator. The People w- love to play for this guy. Like, and I uh, – listen, I don't – you want me to keep going? I think you made your point. Why do you even pay attention? Why do you even pay attention? Well, I, I have to – Bob has to put me on to what they're you – know, like, the only reason I got to pay attention is because Bob does such a good job at his job that he preps me for questions that I got to answer. And so every time I hear an answer about Jonathan Gannon, I'm, I, I laugh to myself. And matter of fact, coaches from other teams ask me, like, does Jonathan Gannon get shit here? I'm like, somehow, yeah. Like, this guy's incredible. He's going to be a head football coach in the National Football League because of what he does. This guy's a stud. He's a stud. I can't wait to talk to Angelo on Monday. All right, that's Sirianni on Saturday night. Now, Sirianni did talk to Angelo today. We're going to air that interview in its entirety coming up at 1230. So how Sirianni addressed that with Angelo and how Angelo addressed that with Sirianni, you'll be able to hear that in its entirety at 1230. I'll say this, Sean. In our years together, you and me, you, me, and Seltzer, six years together, I believe Gannon this year, has been the most unfairly criticized figure in Philadelphia sports in the tenure of this show. I think he's done a really yeah. good job. Jim, Jim Schwartz, it was like the same thing, though. But That's this is true. more, James. This is I more. I mean, it might be a little more, but I, it feels similar. But here's where, it's, here's where I think it's different. Jim Schwartz got criticized more deeper into his tenure after the Eagles had won the title. I'm thinking more 2018, 2019, and I suppose 2020. I think he was still here at that point. I mean, Gannon is getting criticized in the midst of a spectacular season. And I think Jim Schwartz brought some of it on himself. I mean, he was bristly. He was at bristly. Times. Yeah. Jonathan Gannon is always forthright, wants to give as much information as really it probably makes the, the head guy feel uncomfortable at times. 
because he does give you a lot to work with. I he, I think he's wow. I agree with you. He is the most maligned unfairly uh, figure that we've ever seen. Yeah, here's the way I'd size it up. He's the most unfairly maligned in our six years together, and the guy that got propped up the most unfairly to his benefit was Carson in 2020 because people didn't say it. People were like, oh, Carson's great. I'm like, oh, he is? And people today are like, oh, God, it's horrible. I'm like, oh, he is? He's horrible? Come on, man. Let's go to Salvador in Coatesville. What's up, Salvador? Yo, what's going on? Yo, what a freaking game. Yeah. What a weekend. Or should I say, happy Monday. (laughs) Yo, very happy Monday. I mean, I'm still on the fence. I'm still on the fence with Jonathan Gannon. There's been too many times throughout the season where he just did some questionable things. But I'll tell you what, Nick Sirianni has definitely grown on me. I, I love this guy now. When he first got here, I was so scared. I'm like, all right, does this guy know what he's doing? But now it's like he totally won everybody over, I believe. Yeah, I mean, he, look, he's on fire right now. And it's not always going to stay like this. I mean, he's not going to have the, the benefit of, a, of an MVP-level quarterback on a rookie deal. So it'll change this the dynamic. This is the last year that this is will it. have a roster that is this just – inarguably talented. I mean, this might be this might be the best ro- – I mean, I'm not, I don't want to be doomsday here, guys. I'll just say this might be the best roster the Eagles have in the next 10 to 20 years. Like, this is an unusual collection of players that they're not nah. in the future going to have the benefit of unless they draft exceptionally well. Yeah, and I think it's something that's pretty sustainable, you know, with the coaches. But I'm just kind of, you know, what if Jonathan Gannon leaves next year? They're going to have to promote with him, right? Well, you know what's interesting? Maybe that's why they're more comfortable with him leaving. They probably have other coaches, you know, under him that are, you know, probably just as capable. I I don't know if Vic Fangio in the organization somehow. I don't, and Salvador, I don't know if comfortable is the, the way to phrase it. I just think Sirianni just sees the writing on the wall. I mean, it is what it is. If Gannon gets offered a head coaching gig and $5 million a year, he's, he's going to leave. By the way, it wasn't lost on me. And Salvador, thanks for the call. I mean, John, literally just this weekend, because a lot has swung to offense in recent years with who gets hired, but you had, you had Dan Quinn with the Cowboys defense. By the way, they played a fine game. I mean, it's not like Dallas's defense right. let him down. You had, um, you had Gannon, and you also had D'Amico uh, Ryans. So you literally have three dudes from the defensive side in the divisional round, and that's three at a minimum because I know some people talk about the Bengals coordinator as well. I don't know as much about that guy, but I've heard people say he's exceptional in his job. I mean, it's, you know, coming down the stretch here, it's, uh, you know, and how many gigs are open, James? What, what are we looking at? Um, I believe – it's seven or eight, something like that. Is it that many? I think so. Let me check. It's interesting. No one's been hired. By the way, Sean Payton report came out last week. Johnny he wants you ready for this. He wants twenty to twenty-five million a year. <laughs> oh wow! Now I guess if you have like six, seven, eight, five, five, five uh, you know, uh, look, Sean Payton's a good coach. I'm not saying he's not. He did have the benefit of Drew Brees, which is a huge benefit. Uh, you know, I'd be, I'd probably rather have Jonathan Gannon at five million a year than than Sean Payton at twenty five million. I'm just, I'm just putting that out there to the world. What's the, what's the highest paid coach? Well, it's believed to be Belichick, although there's some ambiguity on his on his salary. But I, I've heard things like eight or twelve million. James. Oh no, he's over twenty. So, so he's this, over twenty. Oh yeah. So that actually, when this happened, Bill Simmons talked about this the other day, okay. and he's obviously connected with New England and yep. Boston and stuff. Yep. 
He said that the Peyton thing, he's happy this came out because the worst kept secret is how much some of these coaches make. He's like, Belichick's been over 20 for a while, is how he phrased it. Wow. Well, then Andy's probably making a boatload also. Probably up there, yeah. So, interesting. They're just misreported in the past? Well, they don't really report a lot of them. Like, a lot of the coach salaries we don't really get. You know, It's It's not like a salary cap Four-year contract. They never really tell us how much these guys make. Plus the bonuses and all. and Yeah, okay, interesting. Let's go to Brian right now. Brian, you're on WIP. Hey, morning, guys. How we doing? Great, Brian. Good. Hey, a uh, couple quick things. Um, you know, I agree with what you said, Joe, about the confidence level right now. I would have to say this is probably the most confident I've ever been in an Eagles team. You know, 02 and 04 before T.O. got hurt. But this team is just so complete. And Jalen just has such command of this team in a way that as great as Donovan was, I don't think he ever really controlled the team as a leader yeah. like Hertz does. And, you know, the, the thing I was telling James is, Looking at the Niners' schedule, nine of their last 13 games have been at home. They haven't been out east since week six. And then the four row games they had were all on the West Coast. So I think that's a huge factor as well. And, and lastly, you know, being from Iowa, I saw Brock Purdy play a lot. And outstanding young man, really classy young kid. But uh, his criticism he got a lot was when he did not face pressure, he really took it to teams and was a really good game manager. But when he faced pressure, he made a lot of mistakes. So I'll be curious to see if we can get in his head a little bit with that because that was what he was known for was making bad decisions at hmm. key time. Look, what I saw Brian yesterday, and I thought he did it the prior week also, it's not all the time, but he has a tendency to drift back into his left. And actually, who it reminded me of, and I hate to say this because I love this guy, but when Nick Foles in 2014, before he got injured, even though the Eagles were 5-2, and two, he had a tendency to go backwards. Instead of step up in the pocket, he would drift back, back, back. And that's what I saw from Purdy a, a number of times yesterday. And, I mean, you can pull some rabbits out of the, the hat that way, but that is generally not a good way to, to play the quarterback position. No, I, I especially because it's not like he's got wheels. It's not like he's Fran Tarkington going, you know, twelve yards back to come twenty yards forward. I mean, you know, this is a guy that's not exactly, you know, he's not. He don't have Jalen Hurts tendencies. Well, stepping back is not sustainable. I mean, your offensive linemen are expecting to create a pocket, right? And they will run a guy by, and if you're dropping back further, you're going to run right into where the offensive lineman yeah. thinks it's safe to take the defender. Not to mention, it just becomes a. Further throw, and, you know, it just – You need to step it's up. tougher. Uh, Brian, good yep. stuff, man. James, do you remember that with Foles in 2014? We don't talk much about that. Yeah. His, his drifting oh, yeah. tendency. Yeah, he used to just roll right back. Right? And, and I've always thought that's probably a good chunk of why Chip Kelly traded him. wasn't a good trade, and I didn't agree with the trade. Obviously, Foles for Bradford did not work out, but Foles had shown that tendency in that 2014 year, and I always thought, you know, that, that was a thing there. Hey, Twitter poll question of the day. What impressed you the most? about the Eagles' win over the Giants on Saturday. Four choices. A, coaching. B, Hurts. C, offensive line. D, pass rush. All very worthy choices. Which is going to win the poll? I don't know. We'll find out. You can vote at Sports Radio WIP on Twitter. Coming up, the Bad of the Bone Award. The Bad of the Bone Award, which obviously is our version of Game Balls Plus. We'll have some fun at the expense of the Dallas Cowboys. What Jerry Jones said after the game. What Dak Prescott said after the game. You'll hear all that coming up, plus all the phone calls. Joe DeCameron, John Ritchie on WIP. Are you looking for tickets for games and concerts at the Wells Fargo Center or for our huge football game coming up at the Link? 
Do like I do and use the Game Time app for tickets to every event on the planet, sports, music, shows. With Game Time, you get great tickets and amazing prices, even on last-minute tickets, and you can see exactly where your seats are in every venue. It's so quick and easy. Just download the Game Time app, enter your email, use the promo code WIP for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. That's promo code WIP. Game time, last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. 